6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, after a tumultuous year, the City of Edmonton, the Edmonton Police Service, and the Edmonton Police Commission have released a, a joint plan to address racism in hopes of making Edmonton safer for all. They say the plan will work to enhance community safety, well-being, inclusion, and anti-racism in the city. And all of this uh, follows public hearings. You, you probably remember they went on for quite some time, uh, a lot of presentations at, at City Hall, and recommendations from the Community Safety and Well-Being Task Force. Let's find out more with City Manager Andre Corbold. Andre, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Jalen. All right, first off, uh, I have to ask you a uh, reaction, city reaction to the news uh, just a couple of hours ago from the province about moving into phase three on July 1st. Yeah, very good news uh, and really pleased and I uh, want to thank everybody who uh, who took the initiative to get their vaccinations so that we could get above the 70 percent. And uh, we have a plan. We anticipated uh, this uh, announcement today and we were glad we got to the number. Uh, and it's really a next big step towards uh, you know getting through this pandemic but I would also caution that the pandemic still here so we're gonna still uh, follow precautions uh, right up until stage three which uh, can now start on uh, July 1st and we'll talk more about that with council next week in terms of specific plans yeah because I, there's a lot of people still wondering what's going to happen with the uh, the municipally mandated mask uh, bylaws the rules in place with that what that could mean for city facilities what could that mean for masking in Edmonton can you can you shed any light on that right now well just simply like you say it's been two hours since the decision so <laughs> we're going through our all of our options and uh, making sure we understand the, the the place working very collaborative collaboratively with our colleagues at the province and uh, in other cities here in Alberta and uh, we'll be saying more about that and making recommendations to council next week. All right let's talk about the plan that was unveiled uh, yesterday this joint plan to address racism in hopes of making Edmonton a safer place for all. Uh, 70 action items on that uh, in this plan that's a lot Andre is this a, this a realistic plan can we get it all done yeah I think it's a lot but I think it's realistic because some of those actions are well underway already and other actions uh, have not started but will start and so I, I think it's really important to move on all of these things and I was asked yesterday about do do we address the task force recommendations which were somewhere in the area of 13 or 14 and mm -hmm. we do but it's more detailed about than than addressing some of the higher level of uh, recommendations about getting into the action items and really moving forward and this is not a recommendation or a or a strategy it's an action plan and we're going to get to it right away so in this action plan you're talking about some of these things that are already underway if if you were to highlight one of the the biggies that are underway right now what would that be for for you for the city i would say for city administration it's anti-racism training we commenced uh, some new uh, anti-racism training in january of this year with uh, senior leadership we then went on to conduct that training with branch managers and now we're moving to the next step to make sure every individual employee in the city of edmonton uh, understands that that approach and th that kind of very specific training to this time here in our city.
I know the police chief Dale McPhee was with you yesterday in that uh, in that news conference. He he wasn't available today, but there there obviously is a lot of focus here on the on the police department. Um, one of the things uh, that is going to be implemented uh, is putting um, in-car video cameras for police officers. Can you give us some insight? I know you're, you're city manager, but I'm sure you have some insight into this about about the decision behind that one. Yeah, I think uh, it was certainly one of those ones that was already being considered. And uh, what is really good, I think, about the the car video cameras is it does give you a, a, a greater perspective in terms of what is in front of you in the scene uh, and allows you to see more. And, you know, I'm, I'll let the chief speak to the specifics mm-hmm. of that. But, you know, uh, what's good to see is that the chief and I are really collaborating on all these things. We're working very closely together in terms of uh, governance and direction to our teams and making sure we're all aligned and trying to move towards the same aims. That's one example. I, I think another example would be the joint dispatch that we're going to move forward on, which really requires not just the police and the city administration to work together, but the other agencies and the other people we want to join that dispatching system. Yeah, I want to talk more about this because this was something that we heard about often over the past uh, year and a bit and certainly something that uh, Chief McPhee had been uh, talking about quite a bit is making sure that the right people are responding to calls. What is this going to look like moving forward? Well, I think initially it's going to be, um, and, you know, we're getting good at the virtual pieces, so we can bring different uh, entities and people together to start working on joint dispatching pretty pretty quickly. Uh, so we're not really uh, worried about things like bricks and mortar and building buildings to get this done. It's really more about the culture of joint dispatch and getting uh, not only the police and administration, uh, but also the social services, health, and all the other players, including, of course, the fire service, into the same uh, dispatching mechanism and so the chief and I have already uh, got a project going on this we've got leadership in place to move quickly on this and a lot of the funding is already in place because we all have different dispatching systems anyways bringing to get bringing them together they're, they're funded and we will probably find some efficiencies along the way but more importantly we'll bring those teams together doing the joint dispatch to, to achieve the outcome that you mentioned which is getting the right people and the right place and the right response and the right supports to the people that need them. Yeah, that's going to be huge, Andre. I think uh, I think that's going to go a long way in this city. One of the things that is being talked about and implemented right away is this creation of this uh, this dashboard to to track safety concerns and um, and and racist activities in the city. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that? How is this going to be used? Yeah, well, it's mostly going to be used to to make sure we listen and and hear the public and and report back to the public on on progress. And uh, while we haven't uh, got it fully formed yet, it's going to look probably something like what we did for our COVID uh, dashboard, Mm -hmm. which provides a lot of facts and data about what's going on in the space. Uh, And then people can go to it and see for themselves and follow the data in terms of evidence, in terms of what's happening. So we just want to be super transparent. And so people can gauge how that goes. And I, I, I believe that 
there will be good days and tougher days based on what we see in our own community now in terms of what's uh, progressing. But people will be able to go and look at facts and figures in terms of numbering of encounters and how people feel based on surveys in terms of their own safety, uh, specific uh, measurements on safety and the feel of safetyness within the transit system, for example. And we'll, we'll uh, probably build on that dashboard and keep adding to it as we hear more back from Edmontonians. So the Community Safety and Wellbeing Task Force uh, presented, um, I think it was the 14 recommendations, 13 of these uh, being implemented. The one that uh, wasn't uh, looked at or, you know, talked about uh, changing the funding model for the Edmonton uh, Police Service funding for police, that was put on hold. I know this has been a huge conversation uh, over the past uh, number of months. Um, and I know the mayor has said that, um, you know, you know, we're, don't want to be making the current council should be making funding decisions for, you know, future councils, that sort of stuff. We have an election coming up in October. But on that front, where are we standing? How, do, how does that look when it comes to police funding? Yeah. Well, this conversation about our action and, and the plan that's going out now is really about the immediate actions now, not about budgets. Yeah. Having said that, the, you know, the police do very important work in our community and they need to have a budget to do that work. Uh, at the same time, we're all working under new fiscal reality where budgets are tight and we all need to look at ways to do some things differently and more collaboratively. And we're seeing that in some of the integration that we talked about already. And this does include a call to review funding across social services ecosystem and and we think the province has a, a big part to play in that. And, uh, you know, the chief and I have spoken to the province about, you know, their part in this from a funding perspective in social services. And so there is a separate process underway. And I wouldn't say it's on hold. I would say it's going to take longer to do. Uh, and so we've started that process. We're starting to chat with the uh, the province. Uh, but it, so it's not on hold. It's just that it's going to take longer to get to the conclusions we need and recommendations we need to do to provide to council. And so we do have direction from council to work on this and report back on the funding uh, in January of 2022 and we're going to use all that time to do that properly and a very thorough job with we uh, we hope and trust in the with the province's support in looking into that uh, funding share. Andre, before I let you go, I mean, over the past number of months, months we've seen a number of uh, of attack on uh, attacks on, on Muslim women here in the province. We've seen, um, you know, gra- graffiti on on different, um, you know, faith uh, based organizations, their their buildings, that sort of stuff. Um, how much does that reinforce to you that what the city is doing right now is on the right track? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, it totally reinforces why we're doing it and why this work is important. And I really want to take a moment to say that uh, a lot of brave, courageous people stood up uh, last summer and since, uh, including those on the task force. And they came forward, they told their stories, they told their lived experiences. Uh, they did it with great uh, bravery and dedication. And they didn't do it for themselves. They did it for us as a as a community. And I, and I really want to thank them. And, and I really want to say again that we heard them. And we, re- we believe everything we heard. Uh, and we really want to address these systemic issues uh, so that all Edmontonians can benefit from the courage of those in the task force and those who step forward. And so the recent events... Well, they did not um, spark the, the, and they were not the catalyst to do this work. They definitely, once again, reinforced that this has to be done and we have to move forward. So um, it just really reinforces that point. 
And the money question before I let you go, taxpayers want to know what's this going to cost? To implement a lot of what is in the immediate recommendations uh, is already in the system in terms of budgeting. Let me talk about training, for example. We talk about anti-racism training and uh, unconscious bias training, for example. That is that is training. We've always trained people in different ways of interacting with people. Now we're putting a priority on anti-racism training and unconscious bias training and gender diversity training and in- inclusion and equity. So th- there's always training of staff. We are prioritizing those things as number one training requirements within the city. So the staff is there to train folks in professional ways. It's just about prioritizing what we want them to train on. And and that's how we're funding a lot of those internal recommendations within both the EPS and uh, the city of Edmonton. Edmonton City Manager Andre Corbold joining me this afternoon. Thanks for this, Andre. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Jaylen. You too.